Welcome to the Adventist Church of the Woodlands podcast, where you will find sermons, devotional thoughts, and current event conversations, all based on a biblical worldview. Happy Sabbath, Church. There we go. In light of the children's story, which we did not coordinate, the title of the sermon is, I Will Not Fear. Amen. And so I ask you, as you look at uh, the title of the sermon, let's see if this works. Yeah, good. I, I got to move it. If you look at the title of the sermon, right, what comes to mind when you hear the phrase, I will not fear? You can imagine these words are not said in a cowardly manner. It's a bold statement and a sentiment that is expressed in life often. You can fear failure or fear taking the game-winning shot. And not passing an exam, you can fear asking for the date or promotion. But the title of the sermon invites you not to have fear. Because there are many moments in our lives where we are faced with fear. You might be afraid in your mind, but in your heart you should utter the phrase, I will not fear. A phrase like this could be used by a motivational speaker who is trying to encourage you to overcome fears. In fact, I like listening to motivational speakers. There's a podcast I listen to often titled uh, The Quote of the Day. Monday through Friday, they have little short snippet motivational quotes where it gives you um, something to ponder. And most of them are pretty good. You can invite the child, like the story said, to not fear, to overcome the fear of water at the pool or a pet, or a snake, or the dark, or sleeping alone at night. But I want us to look at this. A couple of weeks ago, I used this phrase, right? Grace will not do what grace has enabled you to do. And I want to concentrate not on the whole phrase today, but on the part in between the lines, right? Because God's grace has enabled you to do. There are many things that he has given you the power to do, many things he has given you the grace to do that he is not going to do for yourself. My daughters at this age, especially Leah, you have to open the ice cream for her. But I can't eat it for her. She's not going to let me do that, right? I have to open the applesauce for her but I can't eat the applesauce for her. I have enabled her the ability to eat it, but in the end, God's grace has enabled you to do things that you should do for yourself. We're not saved by works, though, we mind you. We're saved by grace. God's grace has enabled you to do things. And as we saw in last week's sermon, right, he was in a, Josiah was in a faith-saving relationship with God, and that proves that he was saved by grace because we know his life was far from the ideal of what God wanted from his life, yet he was still in a faith-saving relationship because we're saved by grace, not by works, but God's grace has given you powers to do things. And so motivational speakers use phrases like this, and we're going to look at the motivational speaker's world and then tie it into what Scripture has to say and find a happy medium. 
Today, we're going to actually be a little light on Scripture. We'll hit the Scripture more next week. But look at the phrase a motivational speaker may use. You see them all the time on Facebook and social media. This phrase what says, stop wishing and start doing. There are many people you know in your life who are always wishing or always planning about what they're going to do and they never get started. And, and I have aspects there. I've been meaning to write a book since 15 years ago. Right? We got to stop wishing and start doing. You want to lose weight? Stop wishing and start doing. You want to spend more time with your family because your job is too busy? Stop wishing and start doing. You want to have enough faith to return a faithful tithe? Stop wishing and start doing. You want to be a better spouse, parent, friend, employee, owner, whatever it is. Stop wishing and start doing. I find motivation from a phrase like this because we have to be reminded and held, and held accountable because there are days we don't feel like doing anything. There's another book I read that I don't remember much from the book except for this. Five, four, three, two, one. That's all I remember from the book. But it's been helpful. Here's why. Because whenever I don't feel like doing anything, psychologically, if you start saying five, four, three, two, one, and just get up, and you can't do it backwards psychologically. You can't say one, two, three, four, five. Why? Because you can count to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can count to a million and never do anything. But every time we hear a rocket, right, the countdown is what? Five, four, three, two, one. And I learned that from a motivational speaker. And I don't remember the rest of the book, but I remember that, and it works. Five, four, three, two, one. Here's another motivational phrase people like to use. Don't limit your challenge, challenges, challenge your limits. Right? We can live in fear, afraid to, to seek for the promotion, afraid to walk the narrow path. Why? Because we think, I haven't counted the cost. I don't know if I have enough to get there. And I've learned recently certain myths that are that are that I've learned to challenge right certain myths I've recently discovered are that your metabolism does not slow down as you get older right we're all taught that all believe that right you get older your metabolism slows down you know what slows down we do we get a job we sit behind a desk we type all day we come home tired from the job we sit on the couch and we eat dinner. When you look at my daughters, though, they are running up and down the steps all day. And I just, just wish the Lord would have programmed them with a three-hour snooze button. Right? So we can just get some peace and quiet. Right? So that's a myth I've learned as I've gone in my own health journey uh, from 200 pounds down to my current 12.4% uh, body fat. For men, another myth that your testosterone declines as you age. Now, some of that is true, but it doesn't have to, right? As your body weight percentage increases, your testosterone decreases. But if you stay in shape and you continue to build muscle, your testosterone does not have to decline, right? So we have to challenge our limits. 
And another one that I showed our small group is that the, you know, the challenge is that you can't build muscle at old age. Well, I showed him a video of a woman who started in her late 60s who's a Guinness Book World Record, and she looks rip city, right? And she started at an old age. We have to challenge your limits. Here's another one that I want to show you. And a lot of these motivational stuff for speakers has a cheesy motivational elevator music, right? But it gets you in a good mood because if you, risk, if you read this and, and heard like the word, the music to Jaws about to get bitten by a shark, you wouldn't feel so motivated. So music plays. But look at this one. How many times have we done this in our own lives, right? Don't ruin a good today by thinking on a bad yesterday. And sadly, I have dealt with people who are still letting today be ruined by something that happened 20 years ago. Right? And that shouldn't be our mindset. That we shouldn't let. But this is not only in the motivational world. Look at this quote, which I like. I love this quote. And we're going to come back to it later. But look what it says. This is from Ellen White. She says, talk and act as if your faith is what? Invincible. I like that. It makes me feel like a superhero. Right? I could walk through anything because I'm in what? I'm invincible. And I like how it says talk, right? Because sometimes we talk ourselves out of pursuing something, right? Sometimes our fears are in here and not in reality, right? So not only do you have to talk, motivate, I can do this, I will not fear. Like the title of the sermon says, I'm good. And you might have to spend 15, 20 minutes pumping yourself up. But then if you count down, five, four, three, two, one, and act. And why can we act as if our faith is invincible? Because our God is invincible. Right? Talk and act as if your faith is invincible. So there's some motivational, you know, lines or, or quote from the spirit of prophecy, and I love it. And so in light of that, right, a lot of those motivational talks have principles that even us as Christians who rely on Christ can depend on. None of those that I shared are contrary to Scripture. Right? We can't just accept the gospel and not share the gospel, right? We just can't wish people come in. We got to do evangelism, right? And so I want to show you a three-minute video typical of the motivational industry, and then we'll go further and discuss, but even pay attention and see if you can come up with biblical principles from this motivational video, even though he doesn't mention scripture. In the Far East, they have something that's called the Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree takes five years to grow. They have to water and fertilize the ground where it is every day. And it doesn't break through the ground until the fifth year. But once it breaks through the ground, within five weeks, it grows 90 feet tall. Now the question is, does it grow 90 feet tall in five weeks or five years? The answer is obvious. It grows 90 feet tall in five years. 
because at any time had that person stopped watering and nurturing and fertilizing that dream, that bamboo tree would have died in the ground. And I can see people coming out talking to a guy out there watering and fertilizing the ground that's not showing anything. Hey, what you doing? You've been out here a long time, man. And the conversation in the neighborhood is, you growing a Chinese bamboo tree, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, um, even Ray Charles and Stephen Wonder can see ain't nothing showing. So how long have you been working on this? How long have you been working on your dreams? And you have nothing to show? This is all you've got to show? People are going to do that to you. And some people, ladies and gentlemen, they stop. Because they don't see instant results. It doesn't happen quickly. They stop. Oh, no, 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 no. You've got to keep on watering your dream. That is not going to happen as quickly as you want it to happen. A lot of things are going to happen that will catch you off guard. And so, therefore, you've got to deal with and handle it as it comes. And not only that, but that faith and patience drives you into action. You've got to keep moving and keep plugging away. During those hard times, we didn't know how you're going to make payroll during those times when you fail and, and, and things didn't work out. They were, they were nowhere to be found. But you know what I discovered? When you're working at your dream, somebody said, the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. Oh, it's sweet to you. It's good to you. Why? See, when, you, when it's hard and there's a struggle, see, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. That's far more important. The kind of person you become, the character that you build, the courage that you develop, the faith that you're manifesting. Oh, it's, it's something that you get up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror, you're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit. And people know that you know what life is, that you have embraced life. You knew it was hard, but you did it hard. It grows 90 feet in five years. And listen to what he said. He says, because at any time that person stopped watering and nurturing and fertilizing that dream, that bamboo tree would have died in the ground. If you stop praying, if you stop reading your word, if you stop sharing your faith, things that God's grace has enabled you to do, you'll die as a Christian. So many, so many may question your faith. I know when I was leaving the world after 12 years and people were, and I was sharing my faith and some of them says, I don't see a difference yet. It was very discouraging. What are you doing? Why are you changing? And I had to remind myself not to get discouraged because there are friends today that I still am friendly with but all they want to do is talk about my past, who I used to be, right? But we have to keep watering our faith. We have to keep trusting in God. People will try to pull you back into your former life, try to conjure up memories of what you used to be and not who you are in Christ. A lot of things are going to happen that will catch you off guard, he said. And therefore, you've got to deal and handle it as it comes. And isn't that the Christian walk? 
right? Isn't it that we're faced with challenges every step of the way? But we have to stay strong in the Lord. We have to stay strong that we can overcome, not in our own strength, but in the strength of his word. Not only that, but faith and patience must drive us into action. And Deborah shared last night with her family that they're taking the things they're studying and they're putting it into action. And as you shared that story last night, I was thinking that phrase, stop wishing and start acting. And they are. Praise the Lord. You got to keep moving. You got to keep plugging away during the hard times. Have you ever noticed that the hero in any story never has it easy? Right? The hero in any story never has it easy. And we cheer the more he goes through or she goes through, the more battle-tested she is or he is, the more blows he takes, the more he might look to be left for dead, but then he gets up with the resounding music and he slays the dragon or whatever it is. We see that in the movie and we cheer on, but that's how it is in the Christian walk. How many times have you been knocked down? How many times have you had setbacks? How many times have you wondered and thought about giving up? But the Bible says, don't give up, right? The motivational speakers, they can motivate us and they have a lot of biblical principles, but a lot of it doesn't end in the lowest common denominator. And that lowest common denominator is faith in God. I'm reading a book titled Change for Good. And it talks about the habits you need to, to, to instill in order to change from one bad habit into a good habit that lasts. Because many people who lose weight, for example, years later tend to regain it. Why? Because they give up on the principles that got them there. But the book goes on to explain, and a friend of mine who's doing a PhD, on, not a PhD, a doctorate, with the authors of this book came to realize and even the authors told them that even though what we teach in the book it is correct apart from a deeper meaning in life and they meant a relationship with God you can't implement the book for the long term the hero never has it easy and guess what you're the hero in your own story. God is there to prop you up. He is there to give you the strength. But God's grace has enabled you to do what God has given you to do. In the Bible, the phrase, the just shall live by faith, is shared four times. Paul uses all of them from the, in the New Testament. And Habakkuk, the phrase that just shall live by faith is there. And Habakkuk is worried about why God is going to use a wicked army to punish Israel. And God says, you need to trust me and live by faith. In the other two times, in Romans and Galatians, those three times, Habakkuk, Roman, and Galatians, is used in the context of justification by faith. Right? The just shall live by faith. That initial moment when, when you finally, you five, four, three, two, one, and you surrender to Christ. That moment where you stop wishing and you start acting and you surrender. That moment that you give your life to Christ. In that context, that's what the three verses are talking about. That, that initial moment. However, 
in Hebrews 10.38. As a matter of fact, turn with me there. Hebrews chapter 10. Paul uses justification by faith in a different context. Hebrews chapter 10. Actually, we'll start in verse 36. No, actually, we'll start at verse 35. He uses it in a different context. He says, in light of his previous argument, he says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay but my righteous one shall live by faith. For if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Paul is using it now in this end, in the, in the realm of sanctification. It's not enough just to accept Christ. You have to endure the battles. You have to keep pressing on. No matter how many times the enemy knocks you down, no matter how many defeats you come and, and face in your life, should you lose it all in this life, you have to press on. That's why the Bible tells us, he, he who endures till when? To the end. He who endures to the end. We can't shrink back. If you started this battle, if you started this journey, if you started on the narrow way, no sense now to jump on the Broadway. We have to stay faithful. We have to keep going on. And we have to talk and act as if our faith is invincible. I'm reading Pilgrim's Progress to my girls. And... Uh, Constantly, they're facing hard times. And isn't that the Christian walk? It's never smooth. It's not always smooth. But when we have him, we can face it all. Remember that phrase I, we first shared about uh, talk and act as if your faith was invincible? Look at the larger context now. This is what the motivational speakers miss, the larger context, right? You have need of endurance. For you need of endurance so that you have done the will of God. You may receive all its promise. For yet in a little while, he who is coming will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. See what you become. The video went on to say, sorry. See what you become in the process is more important the kind of person you become, the character you build, the courage you develop, the faith that you're manifesting is all based on who? God. You know, talk and act as if your faith is invincible, right? Thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become habits. Habits form what? Character. And the only thing we're taking to heaven is our character. Right? And that's why we need to talk faith. We need to act faith. And that's why we must endure until the end. I want us to turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 24. It says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? 
but only one receives the prize. And here's your motivational from the Bible. Run in such a way that you may what? Win. Right? We can't jog it in the race to salvation. You got to run like if somebody's chasing you. And somebody is. He's a lion seeking whom he may devour. And Paul says, run in such a way as you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Then they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without him. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. See, God's grace has enabled you to discipline your body, to, to stay focused, to, to, to keep your eyes on the prize and run to win the crown of eternal life. Here are some motivational phrases from the spirit of prophecy. Train and discipline the mind by study, observation, and by reflection. God's grace has enabled you to do this. Look at this other one. Self-discipline must be what? Practice. Every day. An ordinary mind, and I like this because I can relate. <laughs> An ordinary mind, well-disciplined, will accomplish more and higher work than that with the most highly educated mind and the greatest talents without self-control. Here's another one. Aim. Success in any line depends, demands a definite aim. He who would achieve true success in life must keep steadily in view the aim worthy of his endeavor. Such an aim is set before the youth of today. And in case we might get it twisted, we have our aim. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto you. Your house will be taken care of. Your food will be taken care of. Your clothing, your family, right? Because we have a definite aim. And the regular motivational speaking world, they, they, they try to pump you up and they try to hype you up with good principles. But they don't have the rock. They don't have the lowest common denominator, which is Jesus Christ. Many do not become what they might what they might because they do not put forth the power that is what? In them. What grace has enabled us to do. And then this one is wow. An aimless life is what? A living death. I read that and I was like, wow. But it's true. God has given us our aim. We will make, we will preach this gospel unto the whole world. Then the end will come. And that's why in the video he said, 
it's some when you have that purpose, when you when you're watering your dream, when you're staying focused, it's something that it gets you up in the morning. You look yourself in the mirror. You're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit, and people know that you know that life, what life is, that you have enhanced life. You've embraced life. You know it was hard, but you did it hard. You think it's going to be easy to go through the time of trouble? But will it be worth it to go through the time of trouble? Can you imagine that day when you have all the scars, all the you've been battle tested, and finally you see those pearly gates, or finally you see Jesus coming in the crowds? It's going to be worth it. Anything that you have that is good has come out of struggle. Your college degree didn't come without you spending nights studying, right? Your physical health, you have to give up on certain naughty things, right? If you have savings, you had to comp you had to leave spending some in order to have say everything that's good. And the world, the Bible tells us, Moses gave up the passing pleasures. But let's never forget that there is pleasure in sin. Let's not minimize that but it's temporary. Everlasting pleasure is found only in Jesus Christ. This is that quote in its context. Take the word of Christ as your what? Assurance. The motivational speakers don't have that. We do. Take the word of Christ as your assurance. Has he not invited you to come unto him? Never. How often? Never allow yourself to talk in a hopeless, discouraged way. If you do, you will lose much. By looking at appearances and complaining when difficulties and pressures come, you give evidence of a sickly, sickly, enfeebled faith. Talk and act as if your faith was invincible. The Lord is rich in resources. He owns the world. Look heavenward in faith. Look unto him who has light and power and efficiency. And with him by your side, you cannot fail. The title of the sermon was, I will not fear. But look at the larger context. The Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? See, if it's facing fear in my own strength, well, I may be overcome by that fear. But I, if I face it in the fear of the Lord, if I endure for his sake, I've been promised the crown of life. In the Gospels, it tells us that he who endures to the end will overcome. And Jesus in Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, the Bible tells us about Jesus, for your sake he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. The best motivational speaker is Jesus Christ. And grace has enabled you to do many more things than you give yourself credit to do. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Did he not command David to face Goliath? Did he not give Daniel strength to sleep in a lion's den? Grace has enabled you to do. 
and Christ has paved the way for you to do. And for that reason, even though I'm frail and weak, I will not fear. Thank you for listening to the Adventist Church of the Woodlands podcast. You can find us at woodlandsadventist.org and you can visit us anytime. You're more than welcome. God bless you and have a great day.